respected brothers of Allah wa ta'ala. The past month of Rajab. Rajab is one of the four sacred months in the Islamic calendar. Qada, Dhul Hijjah, Arra Rajab. Also one of the well-known views among the historians that auspicious occasion of Mi'raj had taken place in the month of Rajab. 27th of Rajab was when the Mi'raj had taken place. Although there are other views, but the commonly known view is that it was in the month of Rajab. This occasion of Mi'raj was such an auspicious occasion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the surahs in the Quran Sharif has been named as Suratul Isra. Also Surah Bani Israel, Surah Isra, 15 Sipara. Subhanallah asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram in al-masjid al-aqsa. And indeed this was a very great bounty and ni'mat and a miracle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we analyze the incident of Miraj, you will find that the highlights of this incident was the gift of salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had invited Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the seven heavens. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with that proximity that was not granted to anyone besides him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with this very special gift, the gift of salah. Remember, salah is not just any ordinary obligation. Salah is not a burden, but salah is a gift of qurbo muhabbat, panjagana, haziri. The gift of proximity and love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us five times to present ourselves before Allah subhanahu I imagine if a very prominent king in the world, king of one of these Arab countries, or very, very prominent king, very wealthy, rich king, he extends an invitation to you. He's inviting you to come to his court and present yourself before him. What preparation would one not make before he goes? So now he's going to the king, going to be wearing the best clothing, clean himself properly, brush his teeth. Make miswak, make sure that there's no bad smell emanating from him. He must be looking very presentable. He must be going in the best possible condition. He can't be going there in front of the king and he's groggy and he's feeling tired and he's falling off to sleep. Like we find now, unfortunately, our condition has become like that. Sometimes in the namaz, you can actually hear people snoring. I've heard people myself that you are in the reading namaz and next to you, the man is snoring. All right, maybe someone's got a certain sickness. You get some people that have got certain conditions. But often, it's more negligence and laziness. It's laziness and negligence. Now, you know you've got to be there for Fajr namaz in the morning. What will be the rightful thing for you to do? Sleep on time. Sleeping on time. You're sleeping early. You're preparing yourself. You're preparing your mind. Where are you going? Who are you going to meet? Do you know what Allah Ta'ala has got? Do you know the treasures of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? How the treasures of Allah is flowing? That one, two rakat namaz you come and read, that can solve all your problems. Within seconds, within moments. Allah Ta'ala can just remove all your difficulties, all your problems. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give shifa for the worst of sicknesses. You know the story of Hazrat Ayyub salam. Some reports have got it. Hazrat Ayyub salam's sickness lasted for 18 years. According to some reports. Some got 12, 13 years, different reports. For 18 years this man had a sickness. But he did not have the courage to ask Allah Ta'ala to cure him. Why? He said, Allah Ta'ala gave me so many years of happiness, so many years of good health. But eventually when that, you know, it came to the point where he realized now this is becoming a fitna in my deen. It's becoming a fitna for my family. Shaitan is also trying to misguide his wife. Time does not permit us to go into details. That's not actually our topic now. But what did Hazrat Ayyub salam do? He then fell in sajda. And then he said, Oh Allah, now I'm not raising my head from this sajda until you don't make that decision that you're going to give me shifa. And he just stayed in sajda. He remained in sajda and he carried on crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until 
he received the revelation to say now, Urkut Birijlik, wake up now and just kick into the ground and a spring of water will gush out. Drink that water, bath with that water and that sickness disappeared completely within moments, within seconds. To such an extent, his wife was going out for some errand. When she came back, she couldn't even make out who this man is. Because of the sickness, the whole body was affected, the skin was affected. They asked her, there was an old sickly man here, that I am that same person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had restored my youth. Allah gave me back everything. So nothing is difficult for Allah. Allah ta'ala is mentioning all these incidents in the Quran Sharif. What do you think Allah ta'ala is mentioning it there for? But I'm showing you that power of salah. That power of sadda when Allah Ta'ala is giving you a gift. Think about it. A person will give you a gift according to his position. When Allah Ta'ala is giving you a gift, then who this gift is giving to? The most beloved of his creation, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's giving him this gift. You can imagine what's in that salah. But that's provided you do it properly. That is provided you take pride in doing it. That is provided you understand who you're speaking to. You understand where you're standing. You understand who you're communicating with. You're understanding what is Allah's power. What Allah has got within his treasures. What did Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The coolness of my eyes has been placed in salah. We're looking for happiness and satisfaction in every other part of the world. Someone is thinking they'll get satisfaction in some five-star resort. I'll get satisfaction in some palatial home. I'll get satisfaction in some fancy car. No. That's not all a deception. That is a lie. That is in your mind. You're just thinking. Otherwise, the, the wealthiest of people would have been the happiest of people. But we find it often it's the opposite way around. Sometimes the most miserable people are the wealthiest people. People in my own life, some of the most miserable people I'd seen were the wealthiest of people. So wealth does not bring happiness. All these luxuries and materialistic things does not bring, does not bring happiness. That happiness, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who is the greatest genius, the most intelligent of Allah Ta'ala's creation, he's telling you, my satisfaction has been placed in salah. So this salah has got everything in it. Remember when that muazzin is calling out, hey ala salah, hey ala al-falah, when he's telling you come to success, that is in the literal sense of it. Your success lies in that salah. You're thinking your success lies in your business, it lies in your career. It lies in your bank balance. No, your success lies in that salah. Understand that salah. Learn it. Perfect it. How many people even perform that salah? Stand in the back of the masjid and you see how people are performing salah. How many people even take out the initiative to say, let me go and learn. Let there's always room for improvement. You may even be a knowledgeable man. But if you will go for a cause, you go for a lesson not very long ago, alhamdulillah, we ran some programs of salah. And so many people came and complimented us and they said that the certain things were mentioned we never knew. We never heard of it before. Certain mistakes, 50, 60 years of our lives, we're making in our namaz. Now we realize that that is a mistake. Remember the key to salah is your wudu. Your wudu, when you're making a wudu, remember if you make a solid proper wudu, inshallah you're going to have a proper salah. Not just any type of wudu. One simple dua. Bismillah walhamdulillah. All of these duas you'll find them in the wudu khana. It's all there. But you're starting your wudu and you're reading Bismillah walhamdulillah. What's the reward for that? The reward for that is as long as you remain in wudu, there's good deeds being written for you. Imagine I told you two hours money is just being put in your bank balances, you know. Thousands of rands, just someone's depositing, you're putting more and more money in your bank balance. 
You just have to read Bismillah walhamdulillah. When you start making wudu, who will miss it out? Nobody will miss it out. Why? Because worldly things, we understand the value. Sawab, reward, akhirat, we don't understand the value. But that day is going to come when it's going to come before us. When you're going to see it with our own eyes. When it is your actions that are going to help you. Then you will realize all these materialistic things we were chasing after this year. This is nothing. In the sight of Allah, it's nothing. It's got no worth. It's got no value. So that salah, it is so important for us now to perfect that salah. Perfect it. Bring it to a level of perfection. And increase slowly, slowly. You read your first. Make sure you read your sunnats before the namaz, after namaz. A lot of people leave the sunnats before asr. But they don't know the reward of it. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam made dua. Imagine if someone told you, hey, what big buzurk is going to make dua for you. Or in the Haram Sharif, the Imam is going to make dua for you. Rahimallahu mra'an salla arba'an qabla al-asr. O kama qala alayhi salatu wasalam. May Allah have mercy on that man who reads four rakats before asr namaz. What is our condition? We'll come early. We'll be here. We'll kill time. Man is there taking out miswak, meeting someone. You've got a lot of time to meet them. After namaz, you can go meet them and you finish. Now you came here. You came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You came to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, unfortunately, now even the, in the masjid now, it's become a place for people to socialize. You know how much of noise in the masjid every now and again. You have to make announcements why people are reading namaz. People are reading Quran. Go outside the masjid. If you really want to talk, don't talk in the masjid. If it's something necessary and you're going to be concise just for a you know few seconds or one, two minutes, then don't. Make a disturbance. Talk softly. Because now, there's, there's farishtas here making ibadat. Even if you don't see anyone here, there's farishtas making ibadat. You're causing a disturbance to the farishtas. How are you going to get the dua? Nabi Kareem sallallahu made dua. May Allah have mercy on that man who reads four rakats for us. And what is our condition? Even if we are reading namaz, how many people can say they're reading that four rakats? So respected friends, this is the lesson of miraj. And this is the highlights of Miraj. Salah, remember one is the external part of Salah, the other is the spirit and the ruh of Salah. The ruh of Salah, when you say Allahu Akbar, there must be the greatness of everything else must come out of your hearts. Only Allah's greatness now. Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Allah is greater than everything. Forget everything else. When you're reading, you're asking Allah, Allah, you alone we worship. And from you alone we seek help. Think of how helpless you are, how weak you are. Allah, I can do nothing, I can achieve nothing, I can gain nothing. Allah Ta'ala, it's only you, you can do it for me. You can make it happen. That is the frame of mind you're supposed to be reading. When you're making ruku, when you're making sajda, your heart is submitting to Allah. Your heart is surrendering to Allah. Allah, I'm surrendering to your commands wholeheartedly, even if it goes against me. Even if I'm told what you're doing is wrong, I'll accept it. It's okay. I'm breaking Allah's laws. I'll change myself. I will accept my mistakes. So when you're making sajda, not only externally, but internally, your heart is also making sajda. Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. I'm making dua for peace for me and all Allah's pious servants, every single pious servant in the sky, in the earth, all of them, this dua is reaching them. Imagine what a powerful dua. As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. All these different aspects of salah, we need to work on it. You know, in the witr salah, I'll just conclude with this last point. I'm not going to go to the whole dua kunut. But, وَنَخْلَعُ وَنَتْرُكُمْ مَيَفْجُرُكُ In witr, when we read dua kunut, we're making a promise with Allah. Allah Ta'ala, 
We're going to leave all those people who disobey you, whoever they may be. Whoever they may be, whatever they may be, if they disobedient to you, they breaking your laws. We are distancing ourselves from those. That may be your best friend too, but he's breaking Allah's laws. I'm distancing myself away from him. I, 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 I'm not going to be close to him anymore. Because I am making every day when I'm reading Witr, when I'm reading the Dua'i Kulut, I'm making a promise with Allah. This is that Salah. This is that salah will fill your heart with nur, it will fill your face with nur, it will fill your cover with nur, and in the akhirat it will only bring nur and light for you. May Allah grant us a true understanding.